Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Thursday morning. Glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been taking care of you throughout all of these crazy times, so make sure you're staying with them. Two locations to serve you here in the Starkville area. They're on Highway 12, the original. And, of course, they've got the University Drive location as well. And, of course, they're also in Tupelo at Brupolo. I was thinking. You got something? I went to the walk-up million window. million-dollar idea? Well, I went to the walk-up window a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it's right there where all those, you know, the apartment complexes. Is it Midtown? Is that what it's called? Is that right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, anyway... If I had, I about said grown up, mm-hmm. if I'd went to college and was staying in one of those, yeah. well, I guess I'd be out about the same amount of money, because I still go pretty much every day anyway, yeah. so I guess it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered, much yeah. difference. So, but it'd you, just be a lot more convenient. I lived there back when it was just an apartment complex, and there wasn't all this crazy stuff, <laughs> you know, back in the day, so yeah. But that said, it's not a bad it's not a bad gig that you can just walk downstairs and there's there's coffee right there. You don't have to do any kind of traveling, so lucky, those are some lucky kids. Uh, and, of course, you're lucky anytime you go to Strange Brew Coffee. So head on by there today and see them. College Corner is also keeping you lucky because that deal is still a running. I don't know how it's still going. I feel like they would have – never mind financial. I feel like they just run out of gift cards. That's true. That's like, true. Well, are they just like writing stuff down on like a, a scrap of notebook paper now? Well, I do, feel, I do feel like there's one thing that you could forever sell, and that's free money. That's true. It's a true story, and that's what they're doing right now at College Corner. Just buy a gift card online at collegecornerstore.com. You get 30% off that purchase. So when your $100 gift card, it's only a uh, a $70 purchase. And don't forget what I said about Christmas. My saga of my T-shirt from NHL Shop continues. I ordered it on June, July 24th. I still don't have it. I received an email on Monday that said it would be here by today. And you still don't have it. I checked the tracking on it. They said you'd have it by Saturday. So I don't have it yet. This was one T-shirt. Now I know it's a lot of fabric when I make a T-shirt. You know, for a T-shirt for me, I understand that. That's what it, the, the wind has caught it. That's, it's, that's, that's it's why just, it's not here. It's just floating <laughs> like, like NORADs. Like, what is that on the radar? Is that incoming bogey? No, it's just a, it's just a T-shirt that, that guy ordered. So yeah. So, so maybe that, by the time I, we do the Monday show, you'll have it on. If I have it, if I get it Saturday, my plan is to wear it on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that said. Uh, Christmas shopping, man. I cannot stress enough that you should probably start getting, start getting ahead on that. I would do that if I were you. And you can do it at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems knows that right now is not the time for your business to not be working at its absolute best for you. Your business works for you. Don't work for your business. That's what I'm trying to tell you, and that's what 45 years of experience uh, that Advantage Business Systems has in this state will tell you as well. So give them a call today and find out how you can make your business work for you, not your business, not you working your business. 
844-833-6245 or visit them online on absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's my kind of show today, Joel. We're getting down in the trenches. Let's Come go. see me in the trenches, boss. Let's, Let's go. go. Where are you? Guard? Tackle. You were tackle? Yeah. I, play, I played all, 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 all okay. along my, in my my less than distinguished high school career. St. Al legend. Yeah, something like that. I finished up at left tackle, yeah. So, for for an offense that threw the ball maybe six times a game. So, <laughs> not, not a big deal. And ran predominantly to the right. So, our coach was smart enough to know where the, the strong side was and where the left side was not. So, I tried. You were a decoy over there. You know what? Like, look at this guy. I did my best. That's all. I, I can look back and say I I, pl- I got every ounce of talent out of myself. <laughs> when you put your head that on the sponge, pillow at night. That sponge was squeezed dry. <laughs> there wasn't anything left to give, I promise. <laughs> you knew that you had given it I, your all. I had done the best I could. Um, I think up front, State's really strong. I do, too. And that, to me, it, that. Normally, if we were to say that, I would say this is going to be a good football team. Because if you're strong up front, you can do so much. Um, And that's on both sides of the ball. But we're not saying that. We're not saying this is going to be a good football team. We're we're talking about, yeah, at 500, they'd be doing really, really well. Now, I know that the the schedule plays into that. But in reality, A&M and Auburn are not games that are just unwinnable. They're just not. So, you know, why are we not? Why are we not saying that State's going to win those games? It's not, it's not, the, it's not what's happening up front. So that, that's where we'll start. We'll start with the offensive line. And uh, we talked to Charles Cross, or you talked to Charles Cross tonight. I missed out on, eligi- on availability tonight. I feel like he's the linchpin to this whole deal. You've got to be able to put him out there and say, okay, five-star kid, okay, number two offensive lineman in the country a year ago, show me. What, just talking to him, what was his confidence level like? Through the roof. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I say that. I mean, he, he wasn't cocky by any stretch of the imagination, I wouldn't say, but he seemed very confident. And then uh, more so talking to Nathan Pickering about what he's seen from Charles Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, staring across. You know, not that they're facing off, I don't guess, head-to-head or whatever, but he, he obviously has to go against the offensive line, and he just talked about the leap that he's taken. Um, and it wasn't like he had to – think about it or whatever it was like oh you need to see it kind of deal so the way nathan talked about charles cross it made me think that man it sure seems like he's going to be the real deal um he didn't have to praise him like he did but he did and and so i i I think state's going to be okay at left tackle yeah um you know, State's in a really, really good spot up front. You know, yeah. if, you want, if you want to read more about this, you can go to cowbellcorner.com and uh, actually wrote a, a a piece on all of this today, and you can see Mason Miller's thoughts on yeah on it all. Got Who the we video talked up to on Tuesday night. Correct. Um, I th- I think right now who's running at the ones is Cross at left tackle, Greg Island at left guard, Cole Smith at center, Parker at right guard. And then Dollar Bill mm-hmm. running with the ones at right tackle. Yeah. Surprised? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I feel like if you have a senior grad transfer in Scott Lashley and a senior LaQuinston Sharp as your depth pieces, mm-hmm. that sure seems like a pretty darn solid seven to me. And that's not to even include, like, 
James Jackson, who's battling Cole Smith for that center spot right, too. Right. That to me seems like eight solid. You've got depth pieces, and if one doesn't work, now if one doesn't work, you would much prefer it to not be Charles Cross. Yeah, he's the one who needs to work. Um, but if one doesn't work, you know, if Parker struggles or gets hurt or something, and you have to put in LaQuinston Sharp there, well, LaQuinston Sharp was pretty darn good at guard last year. Yeah, was really good. So you're, I, you're I honestly okay thought he was going to be starting at this point. Um. I think if we would gone back to, if we went back to like March, where we talked about spring football. I think we, you and I would both would have had LaQuinston Sharp top of the depth chart at either guard or center. Yeah, and instead it looks like he's not. He's going to be a a, a reserve. It, something that just st- just kind of surprises me a little bit. And I guess things could change. I mean, there's still a month till they play the first game. But Scott Lashley, if we were, if we rewound time to, you know, when he was committed to state for 15 minutes the first time. And I told you that he was going to get all the way through his college career and never be a starter. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he had been at Alabama and been at Alabama the entire time, maybe he'd been like, well, it kind of makes sense. There's always going to be a five-star or whatever that doesn't play. It's just how it is at Alabama. But if I would have told you that by his final season of eligibility he was going to be at Mississippi State, you would have thought slam dunk starter, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just Scott Lashley probably would have started his, his redshirt freshman year if he had come to Mississippi State. At, at right tackle. I think he would have started over Greg Island, for sure. And, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where and, – and we've had this discussion many times about Alabama. The kids who go from Mississippi, they go to Alabama, they never play, and you're like, oh, they made a huge mistake. They should have come to Mississippi State. It's not a, a guarantee. Just because you sign with Alabama doesn't mean you're gonna, you, you would be a star at Mississippi State. It doesn't yeah. mean that at all. But so, it does. it is kind of surprising to me that, like, Dollar Bill has – Apparently stepped his game up big time, well, and don't, um, don't forget he was a oh yeah highly recruited guy. For, before Charles Cross, I mean, there was, a, there was Bill was the most highly recruited offensive lineman state had signed in, since probably Derek Sherrod. And yeah, I mean, it, he's now a, a, a what a redshirt sophomore. It's time for him to step up. Yeah, but if I would have told you those seven names, I'm leaving out James Jackson there for yeah. whatever reason because you know he, he flips he flipped from defensive line to center. <laughs> so I'll leave him out for now. Yeah. But if I'd have given you those seven names a few months ago and said, who is the least likely to start? For me, I would have probably said Dollar Bill out of those yeah. seven. But I wouldn't have – if you had said it in terms of he beat out Greg Island, I wouldn't be totally surprised by that. Island's well, is experience – Is it beating out Greg Island if you're sliding Greg Island? I, I know it's not. It's 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 you. Scott Lashley's the guy who's getting beat out here in, in, in that term. So. Yeah. Because the Mason Miller mantra with this offense is just give me the best five and I'll put them somewhere. Yeah. That's his thing. Yeah. I mean, the left tackle, obviously, it needs to be the guy there. But the other four guys, it feels like you can move some people around. Because it's not like you just have to have this bulldozer over at right tackle. Or you don't have to have like a specific kind of guard, like a mobile guard who can pull. Not a lot of pulling in, in this offense, I wouldn't imagine. Especially with those splits, you know, I, I can't see how that's going to work. So yeah, Lashley not being in the in the top five is surprising. Look, Winston Sharp not being in the top five is surprising. Cole Smith being the starting center is kind of surprising to me. I, I that was a guy that I thought would be a, a reserve. I go back if you go back to the fall, he was another guy by the way that Pickering praised a good yeah. bit on um, if Wednesday you, night. Not the fall. If you go back to the spring, you know, obviously Stuart Reese was still here at the beginning. Yeah. I thought the line if you said give me tackle to tackle. In March, I would have probably said Cross, Parker, Sharp, uh, Reese, 
Island. Now it looks like it's going to be Cross, Parker, Smith, Island, Johnson. Yeah, well, flip Island and Parker there, but yeah. Island's oh, Island's at left guard. Island's at left guard. Okay. Yeah. I think he's been playing all over the line, but I, I think... That is a tall side of... I mean, you're talking about, it's the blind side, so it's, you know, when you look at, at Costello dropping back, that's not his first look, obviously. Yeah. But you're going to have six foot five, six foot six Charles Cross, and six foot six, six foot seven, whatever he is. But their spacing the and stuff is is so it's, yeah, it's it's different. The concepts are different than anything you've seen before, and that's the, the that allows you to see the passing lanes a, a lot a lot better. Evidently, apparently you're kind of on your own a little bit more with this. You yeah, know? well, I mean, I, that makes sense though because can teams really afford to blitz when you're constantly sending five and maybe you know. You know, five guys out in the, pa- the the pattern at all times. There's always going to be five guys in the pattern mm-hmm. on a passing play. I, the, I, I would imagine there's been a lot of talk of Kylan Hill the past few years. I'm not a great pass blocker. He's not going to have to showcase that that this that much <laughs> this year. He's going to be out in the pattern trying to you know or being the checkdown guy. So yeah, th- this line, I feel really good about it. You know, I mean, I, as we sh- and just from a recruiting perspective, Joel. You got a five star. You got a four star in Cole Smith. You got a four star in uh, Dollar Bill. You got a four star in Scott Lashley as a reserve. You know, in Island, the recruiting profile is not great, but that's a three and a half year starter. Darian Parker, this is his second year as a starter. LaQuinston Sharp started games last year. Yeah. You got a ton of depth and a ton of talent. Honestly, this is, should be one of the better O line groups in the in the conference. And oh, by the way, this year is a freebie year. If they all want to come back, they can. And, and uh, in all honesty, I mean, Island is the only senior, right? I guess I guess Sharp is. Sharp too. is. But if Sharp doesn't get Park, Parker, Parker should be a junior, shouldn't he? I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. But none of those guys are going to be too high on the draft board right now. Now they could work their way up. But there's a possibility you could see that. You know. And, and then you're talking about next year, you could be really loaded up front and, and just ready to go. So I like where State is on the offensive line. It's 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 sort of interesting. We, we, we did a positional sort of breakdown on the show on Sports Talk Mississippi on Tuesday. And it was really – what I thought about it, I was like, man, State offensively is really good, I think, at quarterback, at running back, and on the O-line. But, man, those receivers are just such a question – that you know, it's it's if state receiving receivers were just average, if you just knew, hey, that's a pretty decent group there. They got a couple of guys that you can really count on, you know. I think people would really be high on Mississippi State this year. Yeah, but because that group is such an unknown, they're not. But Parker is a senior, by the okay. way. Okay, but that said, if you're good up front, if you can block, you give yourself a chance to win games, and that that's just a fact of the matter. Yeah, and I, I know now. I, I, we're going to talk about defensive line, aren't we? Yeah. Are, are you ready to hop over there? We're going to we'll, move we'll over move there in just a second. Go okay. ahead, though. Well, what that was saying? what I. My next point was going to be defensive line oriented, so we might want to move on over. Well, let's now. move. And if we need to, and if we need to move back, we, we can. We have that freedom here on <laughs> Thunder and Lightning. Uh, let's move on over to our next topic, to the defensive line, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't worry about that Facebook post that we talked about on yesterday's show. They are just keeping their regular hours this week uh, for the food truck. So you can go by and get one of those incredible Wagyu burgers, steak, steak sandwich, steak tacos, all sorts of great stuff out there for you to choose from. Or you can just walk inside and get the meat for yourself, and you can take it home and put it on your grill. Put it on your stove, put it in the pot. 
put it wherever you've got to put it to make it delicious. And it's already halfway there because you bought it from Welcome Home Beef. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef or just come by the store over at University Drive and you can just come in and talk to those guys. And if they don't have it in stock, man, they are always willing to make those special orders for you. They really are a full-service butcher shop. We're lucky to have them here in Starkville. And you'll be believing that when you taste what they have to offer. Welcome home, Beef. One thing's for sure when you order from them. It just tastes good. I like State's Delight. Now, they got a few more questions here. But I also think, once again, we have the star recruit. That's sort of the linchpin, and that's Nathan Pickering. You talked to him tonight. What do you think of what he had to say? First of all, man, he doesn't have to say a thing. And just his play is good enough to do the talking. But he is an impressive young man when you talk to him. Just gives you well-thought-out answers. Um, if he needs to pause for a second to kind of gather his thoughts for a minute, he'll do that. Like he, he's not, I don't know, he seems like a really cerebral guy on, on top of being just really physically talented. Um, I'm not going to be surprised at all if he is the next humongously successful defensive lineman out of Mississippi State. I mean, that ain't going to shock me in the least. Um, what you don't have on the defensive line, which we just talked about on the offensive line, I mean, if you had to slide LaQuinston Sharp into the offensive line, you feel good about that. If he ends up starting, okay. And even Scott Lashley, I mean, that's a dude that had a pretty good recruiting profile. Right. He's good enough that Bama wanted him. Thank you could probably make that work. Um, on the defensive line, I, I guess the depth there, the depth pieces that we've heard the, the most about are, uh, who is it, uh, Aaron Odom mm-hmm. and Jack Harris. I mean, maybe maybe good players, but like you just haven't really seen a ton from those guys yet. So you just don't feel as good about the depth. Where I was going a minute ago, and this, maybe this is a – I don't know if worry is the right word, but uh, something that I guess may be a problem for the defense as a whole, not just the defensive line. But Pickering mentioned something tonight, and it kind of clicked in my head. You know, Leach, I don't know if he's ever had just a great defense. Has he? No. Thinking back over the course of his career. A lot of average defenses at best. Pickering said something tonight that made me kind of think about, like, Right now, they're going up. This defense, this Mississippi State defense, is going up against the air raid every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yeah. So, guess what? When they line up against LSU on September 26th, they're mm-hmm. going to be used to seeing almost every play. Yeah. The pass. Almost every play. Yeah. And in the SEC, not everybody's running the air raid. In right. fact, most people are not running the air raid. They right. may be running a. Some people are going to pass more than others, obviously. But you just wonder if. If that's something with a leech defense that these guys see pass, 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 and practice all the time, they know going into a game that their opponent's probably not going to do that. But still, you develop habits in practice. And you wonder if mentally some of those habits aren't geared towards always defending the pass. And and so well, that that's something that, that kind of crossed my mind tonight in talking to, to Pickering because he was saying – Basically that, that they know going into games that they can't – the other team isn't going to pass the ball 75% of the time. Interesting to say that, though. Who's your first game against? Yeah, LSU. Who's, who passed who's, the who ball may pass a ton. Them. Yeah. So I, that, I, I was thinking about that 
Hold on a second. I may be, I may be breaking ready to uh-oh, sneeze uh-oh, here. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh. Do I need to give you one, get one of those long swabs and stick down your nose? Oh, uh, no, I'm fine. I, I lost it. Good. Uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about that the other day, though, of, of how I, I don't know what LSU is going to be this year, but do we have an advantage there if you're Mississippi State in that we're, you're practicing every day against a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. And if LSU wants to sort of keep the same identity it had a season ago, that was pass-heavy. Well, again, I guess it's a good case to make that there's no better time for State to play LSU than coming out of six weeks of defending nothing but the pass. I mean, that's that's all the, that's all this defense is doing right now is defending that air raid that, that Leach and company are trying to install, you know. So maybe, maybe it, it does help, uh, again, play LSU that first game. But – not everybody's going to do that, you know. Who's somebody that state's going to just line up against, and they're just going to try to run it down your throat? Is there anybody? Auburn. See a game like that maybe kind of concerns you a little more thinking yeah. of it that way. Yeah, especially you know that's when you almost need that three three five at that point to sort of revert to Joe Lee Dunn style and be a five one five, where you've got whoever your outside linebackers are just a little closer to the line of scrimmage because. With Bo Nix in that group, you know they want to they want to run the ball a little bit more. Um, so Pickering is sort of the guy there, and then I think on the outside you feel pretty good about Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer. Got a lot of experience. I think Spencer is a guy who's who injuries has sort of robbed us of, of him. I think he could have been a big time player at Mississippi State. Not to say that he hasn't had a, a good career, but he could have had a great career. I think if he had just stayed healthy. Um, and of course, so just some bad timing too. You know, he looked really good in 2016 as a true freshman. And then in 2017, Montez Sweat shows up, and it's, you know just sort of took 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 that away from him. Um, but I think he can be very good. Kobe Jones has been very solid for Mississippi State. And then you mentioned Aaron Odom. Obviously, Jack Harris is another name that's been coming up. A redshirt freshman out of Oak Grove. Yeah, and another guy that Pickering praised a good deal. He, he praised yeah. three or four different guys tonight, and he and Harris was one of them. And then I think Crumity is sort of a swing guy. I think he he's a guy who could play outside yeah. if you wanted him to. But he can also come on inside. Who's sort of that third tackle? Is that, is that going to be Alan Love? Maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know a lot about him because he, you know, he didn't play a season ago. Couldn't get eligible because the NCAA wheel of eligibility. What's well, the thing up with craps with, on him? Oh, what's the thing with all these depth guys? I mean, we don't know a ton about you know Jack Harris. And, no, no, you just don't, don't know. You no, know, Aaron Odom even. Yeah, you know, and this is his third year, and you don't know a ton about him. I mean, uh, I feel like we know uh, the Quinston Sharp. Yeah, on the offensive line, I feel like even though. He hasn't played at state. We kind of, somewhat, feel like Scott Lashley could step in if need be. But the other guys, I don't know. On the defensive side, that depth it's just to me seems like more hope. You got to hope that those guys, yeah, can get the job done and, and provide some quality reps. Pickering is just the key, though. The same way Jeffrey Simmons was two seasons ago. You know, everything that state was good at defensively started because Simmons was eating up blockers. You know, Pickering has to be a guy that teams, when they, they turn on the film, when they look at the scouting report, the first thing they say is, we have to double-team him. Yeah. If you get that from Nathan Pickering, you're you're, you're a step ahead. Because now, they, now they're scrambling trying to find who to put the hat on. Yeah. He's got to be that guy. So if he's not, it's going to be a long year for Mississippi State. Defensive line really seems like a place to me where State can't afford to end up a severe injury to. feels that way, yeah. You just can't. Um because we're already talking about don't trust the depth. Well, then all of a sudden that depth has to start. And holy cow, if you're if you're if you're trusting, you look maybe Jack Harris or somebody steps in there and becomes the, you know, 
some kind of prodigy or something and just lights it up, but it ain't a place you want to be. So maybe if there's a spot on Mississippi State's roster that you just want to uh, put bubble wrap on a little bit over yeah. the next few weeks, maybe it's the defensive line. Do you think Jordan Davis and Trey Lawson will see some some time coming up to the three three five and being ends and putting their hands on the ground a little bit? I mean, it makes sense too, wouldn't it? Just to give yourself some depth, and I mean, what what if you know what if you you can do with that? You can get a little extra speed on the field. Now you've got Lawson and and uh, Davis at the ends with maybe Brule and Ty- Tyrus Wheat at the linebacker position with Errol Thompson. I mean, that's if you know to talk about wanting to get after the passer, that feels like a better thing than Jones and Spencer, who I would say might be a little bit better run stoppers. Yeah. It, maybe. Maybe maybe Mike Leach should have given you the keys to the kingdom instead of Zach Arnett. No, you okay. should be the D coordinator. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but no. but no, I mean all that. I mean, in y'all, theory, y'all just thought that Joe Lee Dunn liked to blitz. <laughs> I'd be coming every play. <laughs> I'm thinking of all those plays on like NCAA football where you're bringing like eight engage eight. <laughs> yeah, that's Brian Hayden's defense right there. Yeah. Um, but no, I. I mean, Zach Arnett's got a challenge here, man. I, I think Zach Arnett's a good coach. You look at his track record. You look at some yeah. of the statistics he put up. I think that speaks for itself. But given some of the inexperience he's going to have to deal with, and trying to put in a new scheme, and dealing with a ten-game SEC game, you know, schedule an SEC game every single week. If there ain't some bumps in the road, and that he needs a he needs the Brawls Award or whatever it is for Assistant Coach of the Year, if if this D can just be pretty darn good. Yeah, if this ends up being a top 50 defense, then you're going to have a winning season. And yeah, then Zach Arnett has shown that, you know, once he gets some more of his guys in here, you know, you can, it's going to be it's going to be good. What about a guy, you know, it doesn't look like DeMonte Russell's going to play this year. Uh, you know, the injuries he sustained in the car wreck this past, uh, I guess, February uh, look like they're going to keep him out for the season. What about King Ani? Can he make it? You know, that was a guy who, when when you, you got him, you were thinking this is a, a very raw player, but he had a lot of, of potential, had some good offers. You, you know, it was it was a bit of a coup to get him. Is it is, is it? Can he provide anything this year? Do you think? I I think he's has his kinda, name come up even. Yeah, he he's. I think he's kind of third team right now. He, he's kind of on back there some. He's mm-hmm. he's got some work to do. Uh. It's a situation where, honestly, right now, probably either some guys are really going to have to not get it or get hurt um, for him to have any humongous contribution, or, or he could just take a humongous step forward over the next few weeks, too. That's not to say he couldn't, but he, he's right now got some work to do. He is the guy who is missing out the most on non-conference games because he's a guy who I think would get some reps and you could sort of see what he could do out there. But, I mean, you're going to put out there against SEC players, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So it might, might be another year for him. So just going back to that 20, I guess that's the 2019 class. So many great defensive linemen in the state that year. State, I mean, getting Pickering was obviously good, and they got DeMonte Russell, but missing out on, you know, Byron Young and Jaron Handy and, and Derek Hall. Not that those guys have, have shown out to be great players, but they would be great for depth right about now. You would think that you would, you would feel a little bit better about where you were from it, a depth perspective. So, yeah, I like the first three, and then you, then you have to worry. Yeah, and I, so I, back, I like Crumbity too, but Harris and and uh, Odom, Odom, I just don't know enough about to feel a ton of confidence. But I think you know, again, it's, it's a little bit like 
make the baseball comparison, I feel like a lot of years we go into every baseball season like, well, who's going to be in the pen? Yeah, kind of deal. And it sort of figures itself out. And it figures itself out. So maybe you know, Jack Harris and Aaron Odom are those nobodies that you you've heard their names or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it gets in the season. You're like, oh, they're. Yeah. Oh, and Odom was, high, Odom was pretty highly recruited. <laughs> Harris was not, but we heard a lot of good things last year coming out of practice about him, that he was a guy that mm-hmm. that the Moorhead staff felt really good about. So we'll see where the uh, – Yeah, and one goes. thing Pickering was talking about with Harris is it's so obvious how he has matured and developed and yeah. how, like, last year he was didn't look quite like he belonged and now he does kind okay. of deal. So That's good That's good to see. Good to know. That's good to see. <laughs> All right, uh, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? Well, I don't know just yet, but we'll figure something out between now and then. And sometimes uh, we don't have to figure it out. Sometimes it just becomes just blatantly becomes obvious. Something, something that we need to talk about. You never know. So, All right, guys, have a great Thursday, and Joel and I will be back with you on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.